<laughs> We're live again for the second time today. How lovely to see you, Mark. Lovely to see you. Now I've got this is where this is where my professional aplomb goes out the window. Can I just answer uh, my daughter? Of course. What of do you course. want? I... What do you want? Is this my <laughs> pasta's too spicy? Is it? Is there anything you can do about that whilst on a live podcast? I can't do anything. I'm I'm not I'm on I'm on a recording. Okay, all right, I'll be down in the bed. <laughs> um, well, the reason we are doing this and we are live again is because there was some kind of mix up on, on LinkedIn and for some reason and I did double double check, but it came out on LinkedIn saying that it was going to be at five o'clock. And I don't know if that's to do with British summertime and all that kind of local time thing. But I I've sent out another post and I tagged all the all the people that I thought would be here with us. So hopefully they will they will show up. Uh, if not, I just get to ask you all the questions I didn't get to ask you before. Two and bites of the two bites of that cherry. I'm all right with that. So let's continue where we left off. So I wanted to know how you decided on on which speakers you would put forward onto the stage. And obviously, yeah. you were talking about the fact that there is a topic for Creator Day, yeah. and 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 you obviously you go for those people that you know are good on that topic are there right. any are there any other yeah the most of right here's the thing let me share this with you i know we can all do better right so if i had my way i'd be picking white middle-aged men yeah if i had my way um that's what i would do but i know i know i want i we i can do better and I and the, the way that you it works is I used to believe in well it's all on merit isn't it it's all on how good somebody is and it's like no we have to go out further to see the other good people that are out there and it just take if I'm being honest I'm a month behind because I I uh, everything always takes longer because. Because you want to get out there and you want to find the right people, the most suited people. So I never put on up this call for speakers. I never do it that way. Um, what I do is find people that are doing good work that I admire, may not necessarily know, some that I may know, but are building their path. And so what I do is I just always have this format in my head. Again, if this is about presenting, is, is how I can find, how you can make a, the day coherent, Yeah. So you can pick up, right, this is what I need to focus about, this. Or I don't want a day full of case studies or I want a day full of life affirmation and this is your year, go for it, everybody. I want to find a mix of people that tune into this topic around building spaces. That's what 2024 is about. And I want to find people that align with that as well. Areas of around things such as that tune into this of around community, of around perseverance, and around acknowledging this is really, really hard. And we can't just because everyone else is on LinkedIn saying how great they're doing, re really, the life isn't necessarily like that. So you have to find the people, the right people that are the, the people that are out there that add, uh, that can lift the whole occasion. Yeah. 
So we have to find people that can take this to something that we haven't done before. Introduce someone that we may not be familiar with, but as we say before, as I look into the camera, we bring them into the you of the media space. More really good people. So I believe, Jackie, as I'm getting, I can get animated for this one. So you bring people. So here's the thing: we always forget. You go to, we go to an event, and then we totally forget about it. We totally forget about it. So we carry on with our lives. We're doing another experiment at the minute. Can I share this one with you? Yeah, do. It's like, like crack on, Mark. We've yeah, already covered this one. <laughs> right. Again, topic presenting, doing creating, sharing, presenting in front of a stage, doing being engaging, being of interest to other people. So I want to create that platform for people to come to you to share in front of others. So then they feel at home within that you of the media space. We have the You of the Media Lunch Club coming up next week. I'm not plugging it. It's easy to plug. I'd love to do it all day, but I can't. There has to be a reason. I'm giving credit here to Christoph. Christoph Stoughton, who is hosting it next Thursday. This is a way you can't, we can kind of show people backstage, give them a place where they can just open up and ask a question or they can become familiar with other people. So I tell you what, why don't we, why don't we set up a WhatsApp group. Why don't we do a WhatsApp group? So in the build up to next week, people become familiar with each other. We have a panel. We have a panel. So they're the stars of the show. I want to get the, can I get the, everything I do is how we can create this level playing field, empathy, shoulder to shoulder. How can I, so I said to the panel, Someone couldn't make it, so we've got somebody else in that people are familiar with, but they're already well-versed in the world of AI and, and how it's changing for all of us. But those people that don't know, can you come into this WhatsApp group and say hello? Because this is the point, is then that person that comes into the space with us, they become familiar as well. So people start to get to know one another, and this is how we broaden what we do. Rather than, oh, we've got a presenter here, a, a keynote speaker, a presenter, and they deliver and then they go. Why don't we find a way where the keynote presenter then joins the crowd and becomes a part of the team? That's what I'm doing. That's why all this is different. That's why all this is different. That's why all this is fun. So stop treating Yeah, he's done his talk. And I've seen this before. We had a conferences. You have a presenter. They're still presenting. And you see someone give their talk on stage. Brilliant. Professional. And then they shy away in a corner. Or they wait until the event is finished so they can bugger off home to the hotel. But I'm doing it the other way. Like, well, if you come in, can you muck in with us? Can you join in? We're no different. You, you may be, someone may be a little bit more well-versed in the subject matter than the rest of us. But why can't we all join in and ask you a question or get to know you a bit a little bit better or become more uh, or become friends? I don't like the idea where you hold someone at arm's distance or wants to be held at arm's distance from the uh, audience. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly what the, what the uh, the you other media events are like, and that's that is so you kind of you hand pick the speakers that you want. I mean, going back, we discussed this at the speaker club, didn't we, last last week or whenever it was? This homophily of of uh, this fabulous word of which actually means you know you picking white male middle-aged men to be speakers because that's what you're familiar with that's what you relate to that's where you feel comfortable and just stepping outside of that comfort zone to look at other people and see what they can bring to the party so you're you're you are hand-picking people that are going to sit well 
in that community. So you are choosing the people that are on the stage, being ego led and then stepping off the stage and then disappearing. So it's so that's what what I love about it is that, that it is kind of bringing everybody together on that level so that you're sharing knowledge, you're sharing experience. You're not just listening. It's not it's a two way street. Yeah, because it is difficult. Um, go on, explaining it. What was that word again? Homophily. 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 And it's, and it's like the people that you're comfortable with, that echo chamber thing. Yes. Which is which is fine, and we share ideas, and yeah. But it's 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 the importance of sharing ideas and building up conversations with people that we may not know, but can help further us in our own endeavors or yeah. a, an idea. And I think that's so. I think that's. Do you know? I mean, that's a privilege of having that place on the stage to share. But there's also that added extra now, which is a skill in itself, which is a skill in itself of how we find that approach to be conversant and show an interest in people. And I under, listen, I understand. I understand, you know, people on stage and they present and maybe more introverted by nature, particularly when you come into a space that you are not familiar with, because then that can be extremely overawing. But I think is is how you how we can make it's a responsibility to make everyone feel comfortable rather than pampering to the person on the stage or to the audience. I think there, no, no, I think I know there is a middle ground because then it just heightens the whole experience. Yeah. I'd love that. Say we've got a speaker with us next year and they want to join and they just join in. And when we have our evening the night before, with Matt Denyer's failed nights. I want to join in and chat. And because we do see, we always see this. We always see people that speak on a stage or have written a book. We always hold them in a high regard. Yeah. And, and this sense of uh, celebrity. Yeah. When I realize now, everyone else is going through the same pain or, or challenges or forks in the road that they have. And sometimes people like people going up to him and asking them about their talk or areas of the talk that they'd like to explain more it works both ways those are the front does. of the stage and those that are watching yeah i mean it's you know the the, the fact that i had met mark schaefer at the you are the media yes. then made it easy for me to ask him to come on last week which was lovely because he does have that that kind of almost celebrity status but you know, it was it, it, with him being as part of the you are the media that then suddenly he feels like a, a friend. You know, yeah, that's a good way, and that is the way. That is the way to do it when you do look at someone as a friend rather than as someone in, um, or you hold someone in a much more higher echelon because then you create yeah. a hierarchy between you and somebody else. Do you know what? Yeah. And you realize people want to talk as well, don't they? People like to have that yeah. moment. You're chatting to them, and hey, Lois here. Yeah. So hello, Lois. Sorry about the uh, confusion. Hopefully you found us easy enough. Uh, so lovely to see you here. Thank you for coming. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'm thinking of Ella, Ella Orr for not this this year's one, but last year's talk. You approached her and she'd not done a, a talk like that before, which is obviously why she came to me for help in 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 putting it together but you yeah. gave her that opportunity and and she's now taken that and run with it so you know that's it's just lovely to to be able to give I would Im imagine from your point of view nice to be able to give members of the community that opportunity 
I think that's important as well as that if you build a community is the is to give that space for people within that community to share. I chose Ella because I could see this story around transition from being an education and a teacher to what she wanted to build within her within her next career. And that was that there was there was an important point there to share with a group of people. And there is this thing around being famous in the family that I do I think is really important because a lot of us we never have that opportunity to be seen or heard or or have that particular moment on stage to share a point of view. But when you build a community and when you feel a part of the community, it's really nice when other people come up to you and that conversation progresses again, rather than rather than you talk at an event and all you've got was four Twitter followers. And that cannot be the currency. If you if you participate, join in, feel a part of something, then the moments will come. The mo then those moments come to to have that place to share from and to you know to feel encouraged and you know and and, and the, the the payback from the time and the, that somebody has given yeah it's interesting yeah. It's interesting just talking yeah. about it well it's it's that that feeling of support that you get from you know getting on a stage at the that you are the media yeah. is that you can feel love from from the audience it's not a you know it's not it doesn't feel like an alien space you feel like you're are, you are amongst friends so that oh, makes it very easy to stand on a stage and talk at, at one of one of your events i hope so because um yeah because it is making that step particular what we've been used to well, i see posts now like people that will say yeah i'm going to my first event in three years and I know that we've always we've we've been here and doing this, but to lots of people, this is this is people doing um, stepping into spaces that they haven't been before. For instance, this year, um, a lady that travelled over from Ireland, the first time that she'd been uh, away for a long, long time. So you want to make sure that it's not just that there is a WhatsApp group or there is a Facebook group to be a part of or some icebreaker event the night before. It's knowing that it's knowing that people can appreciate and recognize that warmth that's happening around them from other people. So it makes everybody feel at home. And that, yeah. do you know what? That, that ties into uh, presenting and knowing that people are in the right place and hearing somebody uh, uh, present or deliver a, a speech that is engaging through to the responsibility. God, responsibility you're paying to the responsibility of the audience to create that to create that safe warm space you see what we're doing you're just raising the whole you're raising now the whole occasion rather than i pay my money i listen and i do what it told me because i can network in in between the the things that's going to tell me i want to take away brand new ideas to increase my sales by another 50 percent, which it won't but if you can make that make that place where everyone takes that role and everyone has, because every, as I always say, everyone has that can have that moment on the stage, whether they're on the stage or they're not. And that that's so important. And, and that's what, what happens when we have our breakout groups and our working together sections and people coming up on stage and going off stage. Yeah, I want you want to create a barbecue where people are coming around and you're chatting to one another and yeah. you can still call it work and it's still, it's still a commercial approach to stuff, but just a more yeah. um, holistic way. Yes, and you, it's it's comfortable, and it and it raises people's confidence. You know, they they might not be speakers, it might not be ever what they want to they do, want but to you give them 
the opportunity to step into a space and be embraced by the audience. That's that's kind of how it feels. It really does raise people's confidence, which is what it's all about. So I'm going to ask you, though, I'm going to ask you a very um, speakery type question. What was your most scariest moment on stage? Apart from yeah. maybe the power going out yeah. <laughs> at that Christmas, but what? How did you feel about presenting in, back in the day when you first started? Yeah, what was the scariest for you. So what I did, and I and I do have these on YouTube now, and I always use it as a reference point. So uh, I was around about 2013. So I was being more vocal, going out presenting, having talks recorded, but. But, but it was scary because I could see when you look, but when I look back now, I knew the topic. I knew the topic theme that I wanted to share, but I couldn't say it. Um, for instance, I, I knew the audience was in front of me, but I wanted to sound and use big words and sound as though I was worthy of someone else's attention. So the, the language that I was using wasn't me. But that's work, where sometimes we, we bring in a, a persona that is not us because we want to sound worthy of people's time, uh, uh, effort and money. So they want to pick us because we know our, our subject matter. I was talking in a when I started, it was just talking in this convoluted way, this this way that I was trying to sound important to get my message across. But when I first start, but when I was uh, first started presenting, uh, it was always this fear of tech. One of my when I was working in London, I remember a big present, a big pitch years ago, and we got the PowerPoint up, and all the fonts were all missing, or the fonts were all over the place. It was a big piece of work. I can remember the account director tore me to shreds, as it was my responsibility to have checked the presentation, whatever. So I've always had this fear of the tech. And so when I started, there was always something that never kind of worked quite right. So when you ask starting off and things that are scary, yeah, my, my thing is always in the back of my head how the tech doesn't work. My goodness, that hasn't worked on occasions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, talking of tech, I keep looking at myself. There's obviously I am in a hotel room, so it's all a bit. But I look like I've got Vaseline on the on the camera lens here because it's all a bit. And I've got the sun pouring in from the from the, from the window, <laughs> so it's it's working for me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm slightly worried about the tech tomorrow because my presentation is on Canva, um, okay. and I'm not sure if they are so. What I'm going to do PDF, get that blimmin' PDF downloaded. Well, that is the P, there is a PDF, but I don't know how that, how do you, that's, I don't know how that works. I love to. Well, let me ask you this then, let's do this then. What, have you got video in it? No. Okay. Is there any moving vintage, vintage imagery or GIFs or anything like that? No, but there was one part that I wanted animated. So literally the pictures appear one after the other on top of each other. Okay, all right. So what I would do, I would download and make sure you have your PDF as backup, just in case that Wi-Fi doesn't connect. And the other one is, yeah, is when you have that URL, is to present from that. And if it is just a short little sequence, um, hopefully that Wi-Fi will be fine. 
if it tunes into the Canva pro program, but I'll just get a backup just to, just to get a nice PDF that's there just in case. Yeah, yeah. It I is nervy though, isn't it? It is nervy. Because yeah. you're, you're stuck into a place tomorrow where you don't know, you're not familiar with the surroundings. Is it a company? No. Is it the company uh, uh, um, premises? No, it's a golf club. So, yeah, they're all, so it's going to be, un, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. It's their first time there. So it's a, you know, a whole team that are coming to the golf club to spend the day. And I'm literally just part of that. So I am going to, I am going to take Tom Morris's advice and get there early. I'm going to get there at the same time as everybody else and just make myself feel at home. And uh, yeah. hopefully. It's I'm, weird, I'm isn't it? Golf course. Course. golf course, lovely. Those greens and those, what are you going to be looking at over these trees and everything else? But the environment that we have them within, yeah, they can be so topsy-turvy, can't they? You could be in a village hall through to a proper theatre, through to some place that where the well, Wi-Fi is completely shaky. Uh, we forget about that, don't we, is about when you are presenting that, that space that you are within and yeah. how they can handle tech anything that goes a bit wobbly should the power not work should the plug socket not work we forget about all these don't we because it just adds to the anxiety <laughs> don't you're not making me feel any better what That's time what time is it it's about half past 10 i think the actual talk itself but obviously the guys will be there from nine ish i'll be there i would think so yeah but i it, you know i know my stuff it's stuff that i talk about all the time but, and I don't know, this is what I wanted to ask you, is you do a lot of writing. Obviously, you write a blog a week, really, for the an article a week for the newsletter. So when it comes to talking, do you, and, and I don't know if this comes from my acting background, I feel the need to write it all down and then try to not memorise it, but have it in my head well enough to be able to speak it. But then I get hung up on these lovely little phrases that I write that sound fantastic when I write them and I, I don't want to forget them. So that's that's what I get hung up on and I don't want to get hung up on that tomorrow because I won't have all the bits of paper around me. How do you how do you cope with that? Yep. So my writing every week, good example is everything. my writing every week, I then add a little video, little two-minute video for people to watch so I will take the MP4 and I'll also put on to... LinkedIn, but I don't want to cheat, do I? And here's my main bit, and you're looking at me, and I'm like reading that piece of paper like that, and you know, he's just reading off a piece of paper. As long as what I do is, as long as I, because I've spent time on getting crafting that intro, right? Because that's the bit I want to draw people in so they can carry on with the next, with the rest of the sentences. If I can get that main gist of the the article shared right at the beginning. If I can then go to the middle bit where there are some bullet points or an area that I will share that within my two minutes. And then as long as I can find a way to conclude that isn't the same every week, that will pick up on, well, that first bit that I quickly shared with you, the main bit that kind of picked up on some main themes and my conclusion that says, this is what we need to consider ourselves and that way in itself is I've crafted myself a little story. But I try not to memorize. I don't memorize because the more I memorize, I always, I've done this, the more I memorize, the more takes that I would do. When I say takes, talking to my camera, do a little bit of editing into it that way, or just totally go off piste. 
know the movement at the beginning, know there's a point, maybe one or two points I want to get across, and know that that maybe there's a nice sentence that I thought about that I'd like to reiterate towards the end. I know it won't be verbatim, word for word, for word but as long as I've got a gist of it, and then that that's what, yeah, that's what helps me, because we, we want these little prompts in front of us, but they're not always there to help us. As long no. as we share something that we believed in, and it, we know that we spent time that we're proud of, yeah, yeah, let's get to know it a little bit better. Yeah. So if you've got, if you've got a talk, I mean, you did a talk at the Creator Day. You actually did sort of 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. What was that? Was that a piece that was written, and or was it just a piece that you'd you'd sort of planned out? How do you how do you do that? Is how it do that? Oh no, it was. It was. I'd, I'd, I'd shared it. I think I may have shared it that same day of what was posted, so it kind of teed up rather than something that someone was familiar with. It was around our values. So it was, the topic was around our values and how that links to what we do today and how we build our businesses. And there's a structure around it that I use. But it was a little bit around it that was around who we are and our narrative around what we've always believed in that's been inherent in us. So that allowed me to share the story of being back at school and how you and the media effectively started. But that was my hook because then I could tune into the 11-year-old me and what I was experiencing then that brought everyone else along for that journey. But I'd done the work. I didn't share the whole the whole idea concept of the article was that I shared part of the article, a part of it that would have felt good in front of an audience to take them on a bit of a journey as well and really lean into an aspect that I wanted to explore more that was far suited for a live audience because the other way of doing it would have been, here's point one, do this, here's point two, and just go through point this, do, do, do. But if I knew I could create this emotion, not an emotional hook, because it was all, I meant it, what I shared. If I could find this hook for the audience that they could associate with, it made us all feel in that same place together. Um, and it was great. I loved, yeah, it was really good delivering that because it, it related yeah. to work, it related to us as people, and it just set the tone for the day. And that's what I tend to do is if I can set, if I can set the precedence for the rest of the day, and get people ready after you've helped everyone with their breathing and feeling settled, then it's a nice little way to say, right, we're ready. Let's buckle ourselves in. Let's have some yeah. fun together. Yeah. I mean, and that was a lovely moment. And I, and I, I feel that kind of came out when we were at the speaker club, that story about you as an 11 year old, I remember sitting around and sort of hearing that for the first time. And, and I could see the emotion that it brought out in you. And it was just a magical moment to bring out on that day in, in that, with that audience, because, you know, they were, they were, they were there for you. So that was, that was really lovely. And that's what I like to share with people is to, is to get, get those stories, find what those stories are. Why are you doing what you're doing? And actually, this is exactly what I'm talking about tomorrow is, is getting people to look back at the stories, what makes them do what they're doing now and, and, why they are so good at what they're doing now is generally because it's what they've always wanted to do or they've always done and they haven't realized it. Can I pick up on this? Yeah. And that's such a key thing that you share there is that we've always thought that when we're presenting into, to somebody, our values are around excellent customer service or it has to be, I believe so well in innovation 
or I take it upon us to be the most creative company that people want to work with. It's not. It's all about how we can find the simplicity of what we do today that links back to something that we've always wanted to test and to make happen, because that is the moment that other people want to lean in. We've spent our lives talking about customer service and, and how we excel at a particular way, because that's the skills that we've had since education and from university. But what comes down to that little crux of what it is that the what it is, why we do what we do, you know, could it be around Chandy when he shared on stage it was about fairness. And we all wanted to be we all wanted to be treated equally, no matter how bad our cards have been dealt in life. And so for me it was it was it was sharing this story of, of of growing up and kind of feeling isolated on something that had happened at school and feeling lonely, but knowing that someone had been done something so creative. But again, this this whole belief of my values of being in, independent and being creative and experimenting and knowing that we're not for everybody, but knowing that the people who are with us, we can create awesome work. And that's what it all relates to. And it's crazy. But that's some point in our life. It's this origin story that is within us all. And when yeah. you can find it it becomes so much more compelling and interesting for the people that are hearing it because the, we may have also gone through that same path as well absolutely that's what i what i bang on about all the time uh, absolutely you own the own those stories we don't we look at them sometimes and don't think they're important you know but actually when you speak them out loud and somebody else is listening and they go oh my god that happened to me or i can relate to that or it resonates you know it's it's important to share these things so, yeah, fabulous. Well, thank you for Mark Masters part two. That was brilliant. <laughs> Again, two for the price of one, eh? These women <laughs> videos now. Yay, two for one. And we had the lovely Lois here. So, thank you for listening, Lois. If there was anybody else out there, do ask a question. If you're watching on the replay, again, come forward, ask a question. We will endeavor to answer you. There's Mark's You Are the Media website. Go have a look at that check out the club there's lots going on there and then this is me power to speak uh, group program starting on november the 6th would love to talk to you about that so thank you again mark for the second time today yeah. it's been absolutely brilliant and i yeah look forward to seeing you in in person at the next event i can't make the one on the 12th because i will be back here in swindon uh, but i hope that goes well and yeah see you very very soon and Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye.